Hello, and welcome to the North Borough's Beat, the podcast that features the people, businesses, and events of Pittsburgh's North Boroughs. My name is Judy Pastor, and I am your host. Today's episode will be another walk down memory lane, and we will be remembering the anchor store of the Bellevue Shopping District, the Bellevue 5 and 10, also known as G.C. Murphy's. Newer residents may not know much about this eclectic marketplace. It was located on the south side of Lincoln Avenue at Mead, across from the present-day Northwest Bank. The three-story brick building with large glass display windows still stands and has been largely vacant since the store's closing in 1982. There have been several attempts to reopen the space, but nothing has seemed to stick. So let's talk about this shopping mecca, especially for kids and teenagers during the 1960s and 70s. Growing up in the boroughs myself, I have many memories of the Bellevue 5 and 10. I figured that others did too, so I posted a few North Boroughs to a few North Boroughs Facebook groups and on Nextdoor, asking for remembrances of the store. To my surprise, this led to a lively discussion with over 200 responses. So this episode includes a compilation of all of these memories. First off, let's take a quick look at the history of the 5 and 10 and of G.C. Murphy's. When they first came into existence in the late 19th century, 5 and 10s referred to the fact that most of the items in the store were a dime or less. G.C. Murphy's was founded in 1906 in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. It was a national 5 and 10 with many locations in Pennsylvania, in the Midwest, and in the South. Murphy's concentrated its stores in smaller to medium-sized towns with a retail district such as Bellevue. The building on Lincoln Avenue was built in 1900, and in 1929, the 5 and 10 began its lease that would last through the mid-1980s. As opposed to department stores, 5 and 10s had centralized checkouts and fewer employees on the floor. They are also called variety stores because the merchandise in each store varied according to the manager's whims and wishes. Back in the 1960s and 70s, a trip to Lincoln Avenue was a frequent event in the life of a North Borough's family. Many kids walked up the borough, as we said back then, from all over, some as far away as Emsworth, Avalon Heights, and even Ohio Township. The trip often included uh, a movie at the Bellevue Theater, a stop at Isley's for lunch, and of course, a visit to the 5 and 10. Murphy's was close to the middle of the business district. It was flanked on one side by Retzer Hyde to the west and Sam's Meat Market to the east. Today, these buildings house the Savoy Yards and the now-closed Bellevue Diner. As you entered the 5 and 10 through one of the two sets of double doors, you would notice that it was packed with merchandise. The cash registers were up front. A wide staircase was at the front of the store that led to an equally full downstairs. The downstairs also had a side door to Mead Avenue. The store had squeaky wooden floors. Unlike many of the other Murphy stores in the area, the Bellevue 5 and 10 did not have a lunch counter, but there were snacks galore available for purchase, popcorn, pretzels, and piles of candy that could be bought by the pound. One of the most popular teenage departments was on the first floor in the back, 
the record section. And by records, I mean those vinyl discs that are put onto a record player to play music. Remember them? <laughs> 45 RPM records had two sides, one song per side. Murphy sold them for 99 cents each in the 1970s. At that time, KQV Radio was a top 40 station in Pittsburgh with well-known DJs such as Chuck Brinkman and Jim Quinn. It was known as Groovy QV, and KQV published a weekly top 40 song list. The Bellevue 5 and 10 was the only place in the boroughs where you could get that list. And remember, that was before the internet, so you couldn't just download it. it. You just got the list. Kids would flock down to pour over the record titles every Monday. And the store generally had all the top 40 records ready for sale. Now, also towards the back of the first floor were the restrooms. And they were not free. They costed a dime. And later, it was raised to a quarter. Close by was a scale that would tell you your weight and also give you a fortune all for the sum of a nickel. What a bargain. Murphy's had a book section that was popular with kids and teens. It had lots of comic books, cutout dolls, and what we call now uh, young adult literature, especially the Trixie Belden mystery series. Published between 1948 and 1986, you could buy the cheaper drugstore version of the Trixie Belden books that featured a spunky 13-year-old amateur detective named Trixie. New books came out several times a year, and Trixie definitely had a fan club in the North Burrows. The Bellevue 5 and 10 provided a great place for kids to buy Christmas gifts for mom and dad and the rest of the family. Evening in Paris perfume for mom, Old Spice aftershave for dad, matchbox cars for brothers, and jewelry with big fake diamonds for sisters. And then there were all kinds of other small toys like jacks that could be used for stocking stuffers. Another big holiday for the five and 10 was Halloween. At the beginning of fall, stacks of boxed outfits would arrive in all sizes of goblins and ghosts and witches and all kinds of other scary creatures. Kids would rummage through the boxes to find the perfect costume in their size. Easter leads us to one of the Bellevue 5 and 10's most remembered sections, the pet department. It was located at the foot of the stairs on the lower level. In spring, baby chicks would arrive. These cute little chicks were fluffy and often brightly colored with dye. Parents would buy them for their kids, but as I look back, I'm not really sure why. One year, my parents bought one chick for each of the four of us. We took good care of them, which meant we didn't squeeze them to death. We took such good care of them that they grew into chickens and they turned mean. One attacked my mother in the basement as she was doing laundry. So then the grown chicks went to a farm to live. At least that's what mom and dad said. The pet section also specialized in miniature turtles with tropical scenes painted on their shells. Since this was Bellevue and not the tropics, the turtles lived under a heat lamp where they dined on a diet of dried ant eggs. Many a Northboro's kid had one or more of these turtles before they got lost in the house or in the yard. The 5 and 10 also had a fish tank and birds, which were usually parakeets. Murphy's 5 and 10 also offered school supplies and clothing. 
the blue one-piece gym uniform that was required for girls of the Bellevue High School could be bought there. Fabric and patterns for whatever creation was being sewn in home economics class could be purchased. Mothers also often bought their cotton flower print house dresses in the clothing department. Flip-flop sandals, which were then called thongs, could be had for three pairs for a dollar. Yes, we wore thongs on our feet back then. Teenage girls often got their first lipstick at Murphy's, and many teens had their first job there as a cashier or a stock boy. A cashier was paid $1.30 an hour and a stock boy $1.85, according to reports. Many relationships started at the Bellevue 5 and 10. One Facebook user reported that her mother was a cashier at Murphy's, and she noticed a barber across the Lincoln Avenue in the barbershop. They met, and the rest was history. A friend met her husband at Murphy's when she was a cashier, and he was a stock boy who was in charge of dressing the mannequins. When the head of one mannequin fell off, it was love at first sight. They married a few years later and still live in Bellevue. And so it went on until the early 1980s when malls opened up in the North Hills and beyond and G.C. Murphy's transitioned their five and and 10 cent variety stores to the larger Murphy Marts. Murphy's was eventually sold to Ames department stores and they disappeared as well. So the Bellevue 5 and 10 closed to the dismay of many. The building in the middle of Bellevue has changed hands several times over the years. I did some research and here's what I found on how the former G.C. Murphy building was used. For several years before 2004, it housed a forerunner to the present day dollar store called D&K Stores. And this is a chain that was headquartered in New Jersey and is no longer around as far as I can tell. In 2005, Sam De Batista, owner of the former Bellevue restaurant called Vivo, and a now-closed coffee shop, Afogado, purchased the building for $250,000. His intention was to turn it into a multifunctional re- retail space. He envisioned a, vi- a vintage department store with a bookstore, comic book, and CD shop on the first floor. A movie theater was a possibility for the second floor. There seemed to be a lot of local support for this development. In 2007, a recent college graduate, Jesse Hambly, began working with Sam to transform the second floor into a co-op space called the Creative Treehouse. It was planned to be a shared workspace for artists of all types, an artistic we work, so to speak. Jesse proposed that it be a place for art shows and art education. These plans sounded great, and it seemed as if they were moving forward. But and um, the building and the proposals were featured in two Pittsburgh Post Gazette articles in 2005 and 2007. However, according to the tax records, 517 Lincoln Avenue was sold to an LLC in 2009. This could have been the result of the economic downturn of 2008. The building was resold to its current owner in 2010, and it seems to have been empty since then. I found a Facebook for sale listing for it from 2016, but as of now, it does not seem to be currently on the market. 
I really like the ideas that Sam and Jesse put forth for the former G.C. Murphy building. Can anything be done to revitalize this great space on Lincoln Avenue? It would definitely have a ripple effect throughout Bellevue. With so much interest in the history of the North Boroughs, could it become a shared historical space with adjoining communities? Maybe with a variety of home-based businesses to sell their items, similar to how it's done on Etsy. What do you think? Let's keep the conversation going on the North Boroughs Beat Facebook page. I hope you enjoyed this episode on Memories of the Bellevue 5 and 10. Thank you to all who shared their memories on Facebook and on Nextdoor. I will put the links to the 2005 and 2007 Post-Gazette articles in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the North Boroughs Beat. If you like this podcast, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the North share it with North Boroughs friends. And be sure to follow us on our Facebook page. Until next time, have a great day.